Good evening. We're ready to get started. Tonight we're learning Maseches Psachim Daf Lamed Gimel, and as well Daf Lamed Dalad Amid Aleph. We're starting about uh, 12 lines or so from the bottom of Lamed Beis Amid Beis from the words the Afra Papa Hadarbe, and we'll be ending about 10 lines from the bottom of Lamed Dalad Amid Aleph at the word Eisivei. Yesterday we had a conversation in regards to Chuma in general that if one were to uh, take Chuma from a Kohen. So we said that they have to eat a kezayis, and then we saw the unique shear of Abba Shaul, who said that it has to be a shavapruta. What was unclear about the opinion of Abba Shaul when he says that the food that you take has to at least be a shavapruta to be obligated in the punishment of eating truma, which is karen v'chomesh. So we, don't, we didn't know if it was that he needed both. Does he have to have a kezayis that is a shavapruta or a shavapruta, even if it's not a kezayis. That was a machlokas still within, within Abishol. And yesterday we saw the shita of Rav Papa that he says that Abishol really means both. That Abishol's shita is uh, that we need to, in order to, be, in order to trigger the punishment of eating truma and getting the punishment of karen v'chomesh, of paying if you stole 100, to pay 125. In order to get to that point, you need, to, you need the food to be a kezayis, and as well, you need the value of the food to be a shavapruta. So here the Gemara is starting off with a question on Rav Papa. Says the Gemara, 12 lines from the bottom of Lamed Beis and Beis, give or take a line or two. The Afra of Papa Hadar Bey, Rav Papa went back on his own shita. We'll see what this means momentarily. Titania, the Brysa writes, the Brysa has a couple of parts here, three parts. First is the Drasha, the Chata Abishkaga, a person does an Avera Doraisa, Bishogeg. And there's a Drasha in the Brysa that says Prat, prat Lemezid, that the, the Chatas is not broad when a person does something Lemezid, a very well known din. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute. Maybe we would have known this even without a pasuk. The brayser reads v'halo dinhu. Maybe we have a din, which is code word for kal v'chomer in the Gemara. Maybe we have a din. We have a logic. We have a kal v'chomer. What would the logic be that would have uh, circumvented the need for the pasuk to teach me that a prat, the, a prat lemezi, to teach me that a mezid is excluded from the world of uh, korban chatas? Says the Gemara. Here's the logic. Umashe ar mitzvos. By mitzvos in general, the rule is that when someone is chayv kares, it exempts them from a mezid. Then mi'ila she'ein ba kares, but mi'ila which has no kares, but it does have a chiyuv misa, eno din she'poteres ha'mezid. So we already have a logic. We have a kalvachomer that would indicate already without the pasuk. There's already a kalvachomer that would indicate that, uh, that uh, the person who is uh, who does the, the Isser B'mezid would be Pater. So why then do we need the Pasuk? So the Gemara is now going to present four different um, rejections of the initial Kalvachomer. The Kalvachomer that we just learned is that by Shar Mitzvah, when there's a Chiyuv Kares, you're Pater. So when it comes to our case of Truma, when it comes to, uh, to the case of Me'ila, where there's a Chiyuv Misa, so then for sure there's going to be, you're going to be Pater in the case of Mezid. And then says the Gemara, rejection number one, Version number one of the rejection, I should say, about eight lines from the bottom, says Gemara, lo, that Kalvachomer does not work. This is all still part of the Brisa. Imam Bishar Mitzvos, if you say by Mitzvos in general, Shekane lo chayv bahen Misa, in, in, with most Mitzvos in the Torah, you're not chayv Misa. And when you violate an Israel in the Torah, you're not chayv, might be chayv Malkos. So Tomar, what would you say, Bimi'ila Shekhaib ben Misa? There's a Chumra, there's a stringency by the realm of Mi'ila, which undermines the Kalvachomer. The Kalvachomer assumes. That, the, that we can apply the rule of me'ila all over the place. We can't. It has a unique a unique chiddush to it, which is that it has a chiyuv misa, which other isuri achila don't have. Therefore, Talmud Lomar, five lines, six lines from the bottom, Talmud Lomar, therefore we need the pasuk, 
Prat Lamezi, the end of the Brisa. So uh, we still don't yet know what this has to do with Rav Papa. We're not going to see what this has to do with Rav Papa until the top of the page, though this will all be a multi-step question, uh, a multi-staged question against Rav Papa. So right now we've seen the Brisa. The Brisa says we have a Pasuk. Do we really need a Pasuk? I have a Kalvachomer, says the Gemara, your is bad. Okay, so now we need the Pasuk to teach us Prat Lamezi, that if a person does uh, the Isser de Orisa, uh, they, they do amazing on purpose by Meila, by, by many Isserim, you're going to be exempt from uh, the consequence. So Amar Leh, we're now five lines from that. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Chia Bar Avin. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says there's something very strange about this Brisa that we just learned. Haitana, the first part of the Brisa, it seemed to be Meikara in the beginning, Alima Leh Kares. It seemed to be that Kares was more powerful. That was the first Kalvachomer where we saw in the first Kalvachomer that Kares was more powerful. Kares uh, was what we used as our precedent to show us that when you do something amazing that you're exempt. But then Ulev in the in the in the in the Kavachomer that you're using to reject the initial Kavachomer, there we showed that Misa was more powerful than Kares. Ulev Alima, Le Misa, you're showing now that Misa is more powerful, and that's not true. Kares is more powerful. So when you're doing Kavachomers, you have to know which one's Kal and which one's Chomer. If you don't know what you're talking about, your whole Kavachomer is going to fall apart. So the first Kavachomer assumed that Kares was more powerful. The second Kavachomer seems to say that Misa was more powerful, and therefore, says Rav Nachman, something doesn't make sense. So therefore, we change the final Kavachomer, because we know that Kares really is more powerful uh, it is the chamor between uh, if, between uh, kares and misa. So the amar le hachi kamar. So Rav Chia Bar Avin responds to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak and says, really, that final kalvachomer of the brisa was a mistake. And here's the second version. Lo im amres b'shar mitzvos shekain lo chayven misa v'pachos mikezayis by most isurim in the Torah. We have a parameter of achila that until you eat a shear, the halacha is you're not going to be held accountable. You may have done an iser, but you may not have an onesh, right? But you might still have a problem with what you did at Klape Shmaya, but you will not have triggered necessarily an onesh. So that's true by most halachos in the Torah. However, we have something unique about me'ila, um, and this would be the second kavachomer of the b'risa that rejects the first one, and therefore therefore we need the pasuk. So this one is about chazi shir. The Amar Lei, Rav Nachman says back to Rav Chia Bar Avin, wow, thank you very much. Tanuach daitacha, you should, you should rest easy. Shehinachta is daiti, because you gave me some calm. I didn't understand this price originally. The first Kalvachomer said that Karis was, was more powerful than Misa. The second Kalvachomer said that Misa is more powerful than Karis. doesn't make any sense. You've given me a real answer. You gave me a real Kalvachomer. So even though Rav Chia Bar Avin was the one who, who drafted this second Kalvachomer, he recognizes that other people don't like it. The Rabbi Rav Sheshes, Shadu Narga. You know the phrase, they threw a wrench into it? So this is, they threw an axe into it. A similar uh, platform, I don't know if we actually got it from here, but that's what the Gemara says, is that the Shadu Narga, that they threw a wrench into this second Kalvachomer. Sorry? Oh, thank you. The Amar Nichusa. What is your comfort? The Rabbah Verav Shadu Be Narga. Thank you. You shouldn't feel so comforted because uh, because Rabbi and Rav Sheshes don't like this uh, at all. Let's see why they don't like it. Seemingly an unrelated sugya for the moment, or uh, a slightly disconnected case. Man Shamasle De Amar Hazi Bimeila Misa. Who is the one who holds, as we turn to the top of Lama Gimla Maralat, that a person does me'ila b'mezid, that they get misa? Again, this is a slight variant. We're not really talking about this case. We were talking about when you're putter, 
for doing something b'mezid. So says the Gemara, Hazi b'me'ila b'misa, who is the one who says that if you do me'ila b'mezid, that you're chayv misa, answers the Gemara, Rebihi, it's the sheet of Rebbe Yehuda Nasi. Titania, the Brisa writes, Hazi b'me'ila, Rebbe Omer misa, v'chachamim omer b'azhara. If a person does me'ila b'mezid, so then the din is that they are chayv misa, says Rebbe, and in contrast, v'chachamim omer b'azhara. The chachamim say, that you uh, only get a lav. The language of Azhara is a reference to an Isser de Oraisa. Uh, so you've done a lav, you've done something wrong, but it's not an Onesh Misa. Says the Gemara, my time of the Rebbe. What is the reason why Rebbe holds that if a person does Me'ila B'mezid, that they are going to be held Chayv Misa? Answers the Gemara, and now we're connecting back to our Sugya. It's from the world of Truma. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Abo, Gomar, Chait, Chait, Mitruma. Gamar learned, right? He has a tradition. Technically, the word Gamara it means learn, but we use it in a uh, kind of a more of a casual, colloquial way, which is to mean that it's part of our tradition. We have a tradition. mitruma. And here is what the Gzeir Shabbat teaches us: two things. First, matruma b'misa af b'misa. That's number one. And number two is, and this is where Rav Bar Avin says that Rabbi and Rav Sheshes don't like his Kalvachomer from the bottom. Umina, fifth line of Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph. And what do we also learn from this Kalvachomer from Chet Chet? Umina, matruma b'kezayis af b'kezayis. And as you can see, they don't like the shear of less than a kezayis. They only say that it's more than a kezayis. So he says that the kalvachomer is really not a great kalvachomer either. Umaskifla, Rav Papa. And this is where we're coming back to our starting point. Many layers here. We started out by saying, how did Rav Papa understand Abishol? Umaskifla, Rav Papa. We're going to see from Rav Papa's question what he really thinks. Mimai de Rebbe, Kirabanan Svirale. Yesterday we learned about the machlokas between the Rabbanan and Abishol. And the Rabbanan said that there needs to be a kezayis in order to violate the Esther Truman, right? We said that's the only way you trigger the punishment of Karen V'chomesh is if it's a kezayis. So we see here by Me'ila, based on the Kal V'chomer of Chayit Chayit, that we also see that there's a share of a kezayis. So the Gemara says, how do we know that Rebbe agrees to the share of kezayis, of the Rabbanan by Truman? Maybe he doesn't. So Dilma, perhaps, maybe Rebbe over here, who says that when a person does Me'ila B'mezid, that he gets Misa, so he says, Dilma, perhaps, maybe really he holds like Abashol, that all you need is that it needs to be a Shava Pruta. It doesn't need to be a Kezayis. Now, this question alone disproves Rav Papa from yesterday. Rav Papa from yesterday understood the Machlokas about Truma and when you pay Karen Vachomesh as follows. The Rabbanon hold you need a Kezayis, and Abashol holds, yes, you need a Kezayis. But it also needs to be a shava pruta. It needs a value. It needs a dollar amount. Otherwise, you don't get the punishment. Here, how does Rav Papa frame it out? That according to Abishol, even if it's only a shava pruta, and it's less than a kezayis, you're still going to be held, held accountable. That's how he frames this question here. Yesterday, you said that, that Abishol, Rav Papa, yesterday in Dafiomi, you said that Abishol has two standards for Karen Vachomesh. It's kezayis and and Shavapruta. Yet here, the way you framed your question from this Mishnah about Hazid Bimi'ila, there you said it was only about Shavapruta. Therefore, says the Gemara, we therefore see that even Rav Papa holds that when we go back to yesterday's sugya, the conclusion of yesterday's sugya is 
that how do we understand the machlokes between the Rabbanan and Abba Shaul in regards to when you're obligated to pay Karen B'chomesh by Truma? It is according to the Chachamim, when you have a Kezayis, even if it's not worth a Shavapruta. And in contrast, according to um, Abba Shaul, when you have something that's a Shavapruta, even if it isn't a Kezayis. That's how we would understand the machlokes from yesterday. Now, <clears throat> We're discussing this, Bryce, on the bottom of the page, and we brought it all for this lengthy disproof of Rav Papa. However, there still are two more versions of one of the Kalva Chomers in our Gemara that we're going to go through. Quarter of the way down, Laman Gimel, Laman Aleph. Mar Bered Ravina, Amar Hachik Amar. Here's what the final Kalva Chomer should be in the Bryce on the bottom of Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis. Says the Gemara, lo, you cannot use your Kalva Chomer. Um, you cannot use your, uh, you cannot use your Kalva Chomer to teach us what you think is obvious, that when someone does the Isser B'mezi, that they are putter, says the Gemara, you can't say that. By most mitzvos in the Torah, when you are ein miskaven, you don't intend to violate the Isser, but then you end up violating the Isser, we don't equate them. Says the Gemara as an example. It's Shabbos morning, you take a blade, you go down to cut a cucumber that was in your brain, that cucumber was, it was off the tree before Shabbos. And you realize after you cut, oh shoot, it's attached to the ground. So says the Gemara, by all the Isurim in the Torah, Shabbos is just the, the paradigm for this. You're not chayif for that. Your aim miskaven is not miskaven. You're, you weren't intending to do anything wrong. You were intending to cut a cucumber like any other day of the week, but it, it's fine. And if it's talush, if it's not connected to anything, you're good. So by shar mitzvos, when we come, when it comes to all other areas of halacha, if I'm ein miskaven, I don't intend on violating something, but the act that I did ended up being a violation, putter. You're not liable for that. That wasn't what you wanted to do. So says the Gemara. If it's true, by, if it's true all over all over Shas, but Tomar b'meila, that's not true by meila. She miskaven lehischamen begizechulen. If you intended to warm yourself with feathers that were chulen, let's say our down coats, and let's say that one coat is stuffed with truma feathers. Okay, that's a problem. And you, you intended to take the, the non-truma blanket, the non-truma coat, that's what you intended to do. But there, by mi'ila, the rule doesn't apply. By mi'ila, if you were ain miskaven, I meant to pick up the one that was chulen, but I inadvertently picked up the coat that was, that was not, it was mi'ila. You violated an Isra Doraisa. So therefore, says the Gemara, the first Kalvachomer in, in our Bryce is rejected by this Kalvachomer because Me'ila is different than Shar Mitzvos. Says the Gemara, still a fourth option. Um, halfway down the page, Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak Omar, Hachi Kamar. Here is a Svara, here is a Kalvachomer that we would use. Lo, you can't say that, that it should be obvious to us from a Kalvachomer that when one does a Maisa B'mezid that they're Potter because by most areas of the Torah, we don't take a case of ein misasek and make it misasek. What is this talking about? Take a look at this example in the Gemara. What was your intention? Your intention was to pick up something that was talush. Instead, you did a totally different Misa. And you ended up cutting that which was attached. It's misasek, right? It wasn't your intention. It's misasek, says the Gemara, Shepatr, Tomar b'me'ila. But when it comes to me'ila, shim hoshid yadubit l'kli. If by me'ila, you put your hand near a kli and it has oil that is uh, that you're not allowed to use, it's, it would be me'ila if you use it. And then, lito chevetz v'sach yadu b'shem and shel kodesh, and you got oil on your hands, 
That's me'ila. We don't say this idea of misasik. I was planning to do X and instead I did Y. We don't do that here. This is the fourth Kalvachomer. And that brings us to the end of this little sugya. The first Amud that we've learned so far is really primarily all about this Brisa, which was intended to reject Rav Papa's understanding of Abishol. Rav Papa understood Abishol that in order to trigger the punishment of Truma, of Karen and Chomesh, you had to do, according to version one of Rav Papa, we thought maybe that it, it needed two standards. Number one, it had to be a Kezayis, and number two, it had to be a Shavapruta. Comes along this Brisa, and Rav Papa's questioning of this Brisa throughout that teaches us that Rav Papa misunderstood, or we understood, we misunderstood Rav Papa, that really Abishal holds that in order to trigger Karen Vachomesh, all you need is the Shavapruta. Yesterday, um, we spoke about the difference between paying back truma bidamim or bimida. Do we pay back cash value? I ate a dollar fifty of your food. I'm paying you back a dollar fifty. Or do we say I ate a loaf of bread? Therefore, I'm paying back a loaf of bread, even if the price is not the same. In that machlokas, we said kitanoi that we had a machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri that was a paradigm from it was the precedent case from the, from the times of the Tanaim. And in that brisa, there was the following line: Omar Mar. This is where we are, two thirds of the way down. Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph says the Gemara: Omar Mar. When do we say that the chametz, remember the case here, you ate chametz on Pesach, that was truma, okay? That was not a good thing to do. So it says the Gemara, how is it that you can create a case of um, truma that was chametz, when first the truma was established as truma, it was separated first, right? I'm a regular guy, I'm giving my truma to a coin. I make the separation and then it becomes chametz. That's what the Gemara says, Aval, Hifrish, Chametz, Truma. If I separated out Truma when it was already Chametz, everyone agrees that that would not be considered Truma. It started out Chametz, it's not going to be, it's not going to be Truma. Says the Gemara, from where do we know that this is true? We'll see two answers to this, one here and one on the final line of the page. Here's answer number one. How do we know that, uh, that the Chametz has to be, that the Truma has to be separated first to become Truma without being Chametz at the same time? Says the Gemara Adrasha. Amar of Nachman by Yitzchak Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, Titain lo, give it to him, give it to the Kohen, below le oro, not to be consumed as fire. It should be edible. It should be something that he can actually eat. So that shows you, that shows you that it can't be Truma that's Chametz. It couldn't be Chametz first, because if it was Chametz first, it can't be Truma, because you can't give it to the Kohen, because it says about uh, Titain lo. And this is not something that you can give to him. And give here is not Hanah. Give is for Achila. Give is for Achila, so that doesn't work. So that's why Rav Nachman says, we know that in this case, it can't be Chametz before it is Truma. Because if it was Chametz first, then it would never be Truma because the Truma would be ineligible for the Kohen. Masi Rav Huna Bereid Rav Yoshua brings a beautiful question from another area of Shas. Wait one second. Ein tormen min ha You're not allowed to uh, give from Tmeya to Tahora. You can't give a Kohen Tame Truma. Be'im Toram Bishogeg, if accidentally you did, the din is Truma so Truma. But why? If you give a tmea truma to a coin, he can't eat it. Says the Gemara, Ve'amai, Lema, we, it, this should trigger the drusha. Lo, we should have to give it to him, Ve'lo oro. It, it's not usable for him. He can't eat it. He can burn it. That's true. But titain lo, the drusha by the truma, means that he has to be able to eat it. You were just telling me the reason that I know that the truma couldn't be chametz first was because if it was chametz first, it would be inedible for the kohen, and then it wouldn't, then it wouldn't even be truma. Yet here by truma tmeya, you seem to have no problem at all. So why over here are you allowing us to give truma tmeya when we're not allowed to give truma that's chametz? At least it should be yotze. 
at least be the Ebed. It's not a good idea. We should be Yotze be the Ebed, just like you are here. But look at the language, Ve'im Taram, which always means be the Ebed. If you accidentally gave Chumatmeya, you're Yotze. So why not over here? Why by, why by our case are we saying that that's not Chumat at all? Answers the Gemara, Lokashia, Hasam, Haisalo, Shas Kosher, Hachalo, Haisalo, Shas Kosher. Hasam, in the new case that we just learned, in the case where, where someone has Chumatmeya, at least at some point it had a Shas Kosher. It had a time when it wasn't Tame. It had a time when it was Chumatahor and it became Tame. Understood. However, Hacha, in our case of the Truma, which is, uh, in our case with Chumay, which is Chametz, says the Gemara, Hacha, Lo Haisa, Lo Shas Kosher. Over here in our case, there never was a Shas Kosher because the way that it became Chametz, the way that it became Chametz, the way that it became Truma was once it was already Chametz. Udelo Haisa, Lo Shas Kosher, Hechi Dami. How do we know? Uh, what's the case here? How do we know that it didn't become uh, Truma before it became Chametz? It actually became Chametz while it was still attached to the ground. That's what happened is that it was still attached to the ground. Imagine these wheat stalks. They're leaned over in, in a bucket of water. And Hichmitz, they began to leaven a little bit. They began to become Chametz. So in our case, there was never a Shas Kosher. Abal says the Gemara, Ichmitz betalush. What if it became became chametz after it separated? Hachanami de kidsha. Would we in fact say to kidsha that this would become truma? Amar lay in. Yes, we would. We would say that chametz that became separated would have the status of truma if it became chametz after it was separated. Amar lay in. Yes, we would say that way. And he quotes a pasuk in Daniel, Bigzeras irin piskama. At the decree of the greats, uh, literally, Irin means malach and it means angels. Here it's talking about Talmidi Chachamim. He's just a play on words here. Bigzeras Irin Piskama. These words were decreed by the greats, by the rabbis. And the statement of the holy ones is the, is the answer. Everyone does agree to this that if the chametz, if the uh, wheat was separated first and then became chametz, that it would have the status of truma. He answered a little bit differently. And if you take a look at Rashi, the last line of Rashi, the last Rashi, he says, He says that even when the chametz is separated, it still won't become chametz. Uh, it still won't have the status of truma at that point. So let's turn to the top of Lamed Gimel and understand this shita. So uh, it says, He said, The Pasuk says, Rashi's. What does the Pasuk say, Reishis? If you look at the full Pasuk, it says, Reishis de gancha tirosh chavitzarecha, Reishis gei soncha titen lo. This is the mitzvah of Truma. We have to give the Truma to a coin. So Reishis, the Reishis is sheshireha nikaren Israel. We're talking here about Truma. Once I separate the Truma, so the Truma becomes Kadosh. Everything else in the pile is edible for Yisrael. So that is going to be our parameter. That's to exclude our case of Trumas Chametz, and therefore it can't be included in the list of things that, uh, that, the, that the Kohen can eat, and therefore it's excluded. Good. Nusagya. Yasi Rav Acha Bar Rav Avia, Kamedir of Chizda. Yasi Amar Mishmedir of Yochanan. What about the following case? These rabbis were having a conversation. Anavim Shinitmu. You have grapes that are tummy. I'll just ask the question outside. Is the inside of the grape tummy also, or just the outside of the grape? It almost sounds like a ridiculous question. We would have thought the whole grape was tummy. So that's the Gemara's question here. The Gemara says, Anavim shenitmu. Do we say that there's a way to make the, the wine tahor? Answers the Gemara, yeah, sure, why not? Says the Gemara, Dorchan pachos pachos mikabeta. As long as you crush the grapes, 
but the volume of grapes that you crush are less than the shear of a kibetza. Why less than a shear of a kibetza? Because halachically speaking, in order for a food to have the capacity to transmit tuma to another food, the initial food has to be a kibetza. So says the Gemara, I've got a chaf. When we crush the grapes, what we're going to do is crush them in shiurim that are less than a kibetza. And therefore, even though the grape may be tummy in some way, shape, or form, it won't get to the wine because the shear is too small. It's a kibetza. Says the Gemara, not only is it kosher, the wine, but you can even use it for nisu chamizbeach. You can even use the wine for korbanos. Alma, what do we see? We see that kasabar mashkin mifkad pekide. It's as if the liquids inside the grapes are in their own little bubble. They're totally separated and we don't treat them as the same as the outer part. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the flesh, the skin. I don't know where the distinction is because if you cut a grape open, everything is consistent except for the skin. So it must be the outer part, the skin only, and everything on the inside is mifkad pikide. It's its own separate, uh, its own separate world. Leimas kamitame. How then would there ever be in theory tuma lechisachid? It's when you squeeze it. But here lechisachid, who when in fact you do squeeze it, lese lechiure. It's lacking the kibetza. It's lacking the the volume that would enable food to transfer tuma from one to the next. Says the Gemara. If that's true, then why does it have to be less than a kibetza? Ihachi kibetza nami. It should even be if it was exactly a kibetza. Why? Because the moment you squeeze it, now it's less than a kibetza. So that's what the Gemara is saying here. We have, actually have a case in a Mishnah like this. It's not. The Mishnah writes seven lines down. The Mishnah writes, A person who's Tame Mace and he squeezes out olives or grapes, and the volume that he squeezes out is exactly the size of a beta. It is exactly the minimum threshold at which a food has the capacity to give tuma. Says the Gemara, what's the din? Says the Mishnah, tehorin. So why in our case did, did we have to say it's pachos mi kibetza? Should have said it's beitza mechuvenes. It should have been exactly a kibetza. That should also be sufficient. Says the Gemara, hasam di avad. Over there, that's only bidiyevet. Hacha lechatchila. Here, what we're talking about is that it's not okay to do that lechatchila. Gzeira delmasila meva yoser mi kibetza. Here we were just concerned. We said uh, everything up to a kibetza is fine. You want to get all technical. If technically you did it, it was kibetza, it's fine. We would still not say that there's too much, just like we had the Mishnah by the Tamei Mesu who squeezed the grapes and the olives. There too, it's mechuvenes. Beitz and mechuvenes is also fine. But here we have a gzera darabana that we don't want to do a kibetza. We're afraid that people may end up doing more than that and then the food would become tummy. Amar le revchizda. These are some of the lines that uh, it looks like they lack midos, but Hashem, we would never say such a thing about such great people. Man sais lach ul Rabbi Yochanan Rabcha. Do people ever listen to the two of you? Man Saisak, does anyone ever listen to you, Ulurab Yochanan Rabcha? If the outside of the grape is Tame, then what happened to the tuma on the inside of the grape? Alma Kasabar Mashkin Therefore, we assume that the liquids are just uh, it's an absorption, it's just part of the of the whole grape. Of course it's going to be tame. Once the food becomes tame, all the contents of the food become tame, and the wine inside is also tame. Omar Le, they said to him, well, wait a minute. We just learned the mission about this by a Tamei Meis. The How can you not say that the liquid is separate of the grapes? After all, we just saw this mission of five lines ago. Tamei Meis, 
it actually says kibetzemechuvenis above. It's reversed here. I don't know if there's a reason, but we saw the case of Tame Mace where when he squeezed a, uh, a kibetza and it, it, it was exactly mechuvenis, that's nice, tohorin. So if you want to say that the liquid is considered a separate entity of the grape, fine. Then then I understand why in the case of Tame Mace, I understand that. I understand in the case of Tame Mace, why then it's Tahor. If you're going to say that really the outside of the grape and the inside are the same, why in the case of the Tame Mace would it be Tahor? According to you, Rav Chizda, the flesh of the grape and the outside of the grape are the same. No difference at all. Amar hacha Rav Chizda says, you have to know what you're talking about. We're talking about be'anavim shelo hukshiru. We're talking about grapes that have yet to become moist for liquid. Le'emas miskashre. And when do they ever become moist for the sake of transferring tuma? Le'chisachidu, that's when you start squeezing it. And kisachidu batir le'hushiru. So Rav Chizda has a twist. It's his own little... Uh, it's his own shtickle on how to explain this. And says the Gemara, it has to be this way. If you don't say this, then something that we learned in a brisa yesterday doesn't make sense. Uh, what would not make sense? Hadatanya, we're two-thirds of the way down, Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis. The brisa writes, we said this yesterday, the Trumas Tutin Va'anavim, we said that when it comes to strawberries and grapes, that became we said there that those fruits have no heterachila and no heterasaka. They cannot be eaten and they can't even be used for fuel. So says the Gemara, that's not true. Because now that I know that there's a way to extract the liquid from these foods, I could, I could have strawberry juice. I could have grape juice extracted. I have a way to get achila from here. So I don't understand. I have a way of extracting this. So why yesterday? If today what you're saying is that there's a way to extract liquid from a grape so that it doesn't have the same status of iser as the grape itself, then why yesterday didn't you say that? Yesterday, we spoke about strawberries, toots, and we spoke about another, and we spoke about grapes. There you said that you can't eat them. That's not true. It's not correct. We have a way to do it. So says the Gemara, as a response, 12 lines from the bottom, Omar Rava, absolutely, you're right, Midoraisa. You're 100% correct. It's edible, Midoraisa. We could extract the liquid in a way where it wouldn't be usher. However, Gzeira, Dilma, Asi, Behu, Takala. We are concerned that you may make an error. You think that all of a sudden we're concerned about an error? We have a that says, You're allowed to keep bread around the house and oil around the house that's tame. Well, if you're allowed to do that, then why can't I look at this food, which is chumatmeya? It's the strawberry and it's the grape that's chumatmeya. You told me I can't extract the liquid because of takala. I might make a mistake. Why? Why? I'm allowed to burn bread and I'm allowed to, uh, and what's the other case? I'm allowed to use the oil. It's a little different. The case of the bread and the oil is different than the case of the, the tutin ve'anovim. How so? Where's the bread stored? You're not keeping it in the bread basket. It's being stored with all the wood fuel. That's good. You're, not, you're never going to make a mistake. And the oil you're keeping in, a, it's, you know, like those big canisters are labeled as tame. You know, it has like the skeleton on it. Don't eat it. Not for you. So it's clear that you're not going to make a mistake. But over here, we are concerned that you're going to make a mistake because you may extract a liquid incorrectly. You may do it when it's more than a kibetza. So Rava says, not allowed. Gufa always means that we're going to analyze something that we just learned. And this is right above, two lines above. We're going to learn the sugya, uh, a little bit of the sugya about Chumat Still more. 
Gufa madlikin bepasu v'shemen shel truma shenitmes. We are allowed, says the Gemara, to be madlik bepas, to use bread as fuel, and also to use shemen shel truma shenitmes, to use oil that became tame as truma. Abai Amar Mishmei de Chizkiah. Abai says in the name of Chizkiah. The Rabbi Amar debei Rav Yitzchak Bar Marta, and he says in the name of Rav Yitzchak Bar Marta, Amar Rav Huna lo shanu ela pas. When we say that the bread can be used as fuel. It's only the final product of bread that can be used as fuel. But with uh, wheat, with uncooked wheat, you're not allowed to do that because uh, we're afraid that you may make a mistake. We're afraid that you may bake it into food and it's tame. It's true matmeya. But we're afraid that you may come to eat it. Says the Gemara, So we see that we are concerned here when it comes to, to raw, unprocessed wheat. Says the Gemara, You can even use raw, uncooked wheat for um, for fuel. Ve'amai. Why are you allowed to do that, Rav Yochanan? Maybe we should say that um, that you might make a mistake. Ah, oh, look, there's some wheat. I'm going to go grind it up. I'm going to turn it into flour and make some bread. Why wasn't Rav Yochanan concerned? Says the Gemara. In fact, he was, and that's why he did the following thing. He turning to the top of Lamedal and Meista. Uh, to be to shalik is to boil something. What they did is they took the chumatmeya, they boiled it and they threw it on top of the wood. So you'd never make the mistake. This was not, it was chitin, it was wheat, but it was kind of like destroyed wheat. You made it gross, but it still functions as fuel. That, says Rabbi Yochanan, is what we mean by, uh, that's what we mean when we say that chitin, the wheat that's not bread that we are allowed to use for fuel, that's only bishlikta omiista. Hachanami, here in our case as well, Ravashi said it elsewhere. We'll see where he said it. Hachanami, here in our case too, you take the, the wheat and you boil it and you throw it on top of the wood and then it's disgusting. You'll never make the mistake of making bread out of it. Now, Ravashi was the one who gave us this answer, who says that you can take chite, you can take the, um, the wheat that is not yet bread and you can just ruin it. The Hecha Itmar de Ravashi says the Gemara, where does Ravashi get his din from? Says the Gemara, aha, on the following case. To Amar Rabbi Avin Bar Rav Ach Amar Rav Yitzchak, Abba Shaul, the person Abba Shaul, who we spoke about uh, earlier today and yesterday at length in regards to Truma. So here he was the Gabal Shell base Rebbe Haya. He was the guy who made all of the challah. He's the one who made the dough. A Gabal means to knead in, uh, in Hebrew. They would warm up the area for him to cook. They'd warm up the heat. He would use truma tmeya as fuel in order to make truma bitahara. Why are we not concerned about that case that he's going to take the wheat that is not yet in the bread form? Why aren't we concerned that he's going to make that into bread? So there, in that case, Amar Ravashi, he said, and we brought that answer back to our case, but that was the real case where it started. The case of Shlikta didn't start by our case. It started by the case of Ravashi, by the case of, of Abba Shaul, where he was using truma tmeya as fuel in order to make truma Torah. No problem, as long as it's the gross form. But you're right, Taka, you're, it's right. If you just have raw wheat and it's tmeya, you're not allowed to have it around the house. That's correct. There we are concerned. Abaye bar oven verav chananya bar oven tanu trumas be raba. Abaye and Rav Chanina, they were brothers, both the children of oven. Tanu, they learned trumos, they learned Maseches trumos be raba. They learned uh, Maseches trumos with raba, the great Amor Rabba. 
while they were outside the base medrash, Pagabahu Rabba Barmasna. Rabba Barmasna walks over to these two uh, brothers, Abaye and Rabchananya, and uh, he says to them, Omar Lahu, the singular to the plural, he says to them, My Amrisu with Trumos to Baymar, what did you guys learn about Masechus Trumos in Yeshiva today? What are you guys learning? So uh, they're smart. Amrulay, they said to him, Get to the point. What, what do you, what, you want to just know? We learn, what is your question? Just ask it already. Amar Luhu, he said to them, all right, I'll, I'll go straight to the punch. Tanan, there's a mission of Maseches Trumos. Shesile Trumos, Salon. Let's say that there are saplings, trees that are not currently in the ground. We sometimes see this when they're planting trees. They're pre-grown in a healthier climate with perfect uh, dirt. They pick it up, they, big, they, they put a big hole in the ground, they drop it in. So the sapling, let's say it became tame while it was out of the ground. When something is attached to the ground, it cannot become tummy. It can only become tummy when it's separated from the ground. So tanan shesile trumo shenitzmu. What if the saplings, when they were out of the ground, became tummy ushesalon, and then you planted the saplings again? So says the Gemara. A strange uh, split answer. Tehorim milatame. They can't become tummy because they're now mechuber lekarka. They're not connected to the ground. And at the same time, ve'asurin milecho. At the same time, you're not allowed to eat it. Asks the Gemara. V'chime acher de tehorim milatame. If you're saying that they cannot become tame anymore, amaya surimilechel, then what's the iser? So this was the question that uh, that Rabbah Barmasna asked Abaye and Rav Hananya, who were the children of Bar Avin. Amrule in the plural, Amru, they said to him, Hachi Amar Raba. We heard Shir on this already, and I'll tell you what my Rebbe said. Rabbah said, My Asurin. When this line says that it's Asurin, who is it Asurin for? Says the Gemara. Asurin Lazarin, like regular halachos of truma. It's just that the tree is going to be, meaning it has regular dinim of truma. It's attached to the ground and it can't become tummy when it's attached to the ground and it's usur to eat for regular people. Like truma is always usur to eat for regular people. Good. What, do you, what does that mean? He says back to them, what are you trying to teach me? That you do the truma truma. You're trying to tell me that when you put the tree back in the ground, that it still has the status of truma. That we know. Tanino, you do the truma truma. We already have a bryce that says that when you put the tree back in the ground, it has the status of truma. That can't be shot in the, in the Mishnah that I just asked you about by the, by the saplings, because we already have a bryce that says that explicitly. So that can't be what Rabbi meant. The chitema gedule gedulin. If you say that, no, no, that's not what we meant. We didn't mean that when you put the tree in the ground that the tree has a status of, of truma. We mean that when you put the tree in the ground and then it grows something, that that new thing, not the, not the fact that the sapling was put in the ground, but that now it's growing five weeks later. You got a fruit on the tree, right? So that's also as a din of truma. That's true when, uh, when the tree is still around. We have that too. In a case of tevel, where Gidulav Mutarin Bedavar Shekalazaro. Hatevel, it was Tevel, it was out of the ground. Uh, Rashi here at length points out you did me Ruach Hakri and then you planted it again. So then, Gidulav, when you take the Tevel and you replant it, you have a bulb of some kind and then you're able to replant it. So it's not like you cut a harvest, it's a bulb of something, you put it back in the ground. So there we said by, by Tevel, Gidulav Mutarin Bedavar Shekalazaro Kala, that uh, we say that it's Mutter. To, uh, to benefit from the growth, but something that's B'davr'sh's Arokala, where the seeds ended, Aval B'davr'sh's Arokala, if all the seeds are still present, if the initial tree is still there, so we already have a Bryson that says that. So you can't even tell me it's about Gidula Gidulin, about the sapling that's growing in the ground. It cannot be that. So Ishtiku, the Talmidim of Rabbah, they didn't know what to say. This is Abaye and, and, and Rav Hananya, Baravin, they didn't know what to say. Amarlei, Taka, good point. They finally opened up. They said, Midi Did you hear um, a pshat in here? You know, this is like the person who 
asks you a shayla because they have an answer that they want to share. So that's exactly what happened here. Because look what happened. They said, do you have an answer? He's like, well, actually, I do. Yes. The question that I asked you about, I have an answer. Amar lehu, the guy said to them, the guy, Rava Barmasna said to them, Hachi Amar of Sheshes. Here's Pshat. My Asurin, what does it mean when it says that after you replant the sapling that it's Asur? Asurin the Kohanim. That even the Kohanim are not allowed to eat it. Hoil the Ifsilu lehu behesachadaas. Because you had a hesachadas, because your brain was not paying attention to it for one short period of time when it was being replanted. So at that time, therefore, you had It may have become a puzzle. So the Talmudim said back to him, they said, hold on one second. Hold on. If you say that whenever there's hesachadas, we instantly and halachically assume that that which you were not paying attention to, in this case, the sapling, is completely tame beguf. We just assume that it's absolutely tame without even asking a Shiloh. I understand your shita. If you, if, I understand your isra on the kohanim. If you say that, that makes sense. However, if you're just saying that it's a psul tuma, and in this case, it's not simple to understand this from the Gemara, but the Mephorshim explained that it means that you're not sure if it became tame, and out of suffolk, out of concern, you're avoiding it, says the Gemara, and with this, they reject Rava Bar Masna's answer of Rav Sheshes. And how do we know that these two shitas exist? And with this, we will close for the evening. The itmar hesachadas, the itmar, itmar always means in the times of the Amoraim. The machlokas of hesachadas is as follows. What if someone doesn't pay attention to the world of Truma? Says the Gemara, Rav Yochanan Amr, psul tumahave. It's a psul tuma, meaning we're not sure if it became tame. Rav Shimon ben Lakish Amar, psul hagufave, that it's inherently going to be problematic. Rav Yochanan Amar, psul tumahave. He's not sure if it became tame. And she'im yavo el yavi itaharena, if el yavi would show up and say, by the way, that food is tahor. So then, shomenlo, we would embrace that. We're just not sure what happened. And, oh, and the last sheet of, is uh, Rav Shimon ben Laki Shomer Psul HaGuf it's inherently puzzle. And even if Sheim Yavoel Yavi Taharenon, he comes and says, it's really Tahor, Ein Shomer, we would not say that. We're giving a status of puzzle HaGuf. So we're going to stop here uh, at this point. We'll pick up with ACV on Shabbos. There was a typo in the announcement. It said that filming was at 245. That's not correct. It's at 255. Uh, I will put out uh, a note on WhatsApp as well to make sure everybody knows. But Shira on Shabbos will start at 255. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Thank you to Mark for sponsoring dinner tonight. Thank you to Mark for sponsoring dinner.